I've learned several things from that subreddit. I've learned not to carry long metal ladders near electrical wires, <laughs> right? Never don't, to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, basically. Uh, don't, uh, don't, here's a good one. Don't, when you're in the passenger seat of a car oh, no. that has an airbag, don't put your feet, this is important. Don't put your feet up where the airbag is. Don't do that. I'm not, right. I don't need to go further. I know don't, people die that way, yeah. Don't ever like put your head out the window of a car while it's driving unless you're sure what's in front of you. All right, we're done. Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. We have the usual assortment of sexy topics to discuss today, including blowjob pettiness, auditing what's okay to even imagine about sex, and a wife who is suddenly grossed out by her husband's penis. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello, Keith. Um, I've been thinking about pubic hair lately. Do hmm. you do you grow? Do, do oh, you no. have pubic hair on the base of your shaft? I mean, can you be a, just a little <laughs> more specific about the? I mean, I, I, I'm not unwilling to answer the question. I'm just not exactly yeah. sure what region you're talking about. So. Okay, so. I'm curious about you because you have, I think, less hair than me generally. Mm-hmm. At least your, your facial hair is less growy oh, than yeah. mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, like at the base of my penis, on the underside of it, uh, just above my scrotum, there are some hair follicles on the shaft, which I hadn't really noticed until, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. I think the answer is yes. I think okay. that I also experienced that. You don't want to check. I don't know. I mean, do you want me to? <laughs> I can look. I mean, just if you want keep... to talk for a second, I can double check. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. This uh, is not like, this is the opposite of what anybody wants because it's like, uh, I mean, you know, honestly, kind of no, actually. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, yeah. I would say no. I mean, I think people have like vastly different pubic hair deployments, right? Like some people have hair on their ass cheeks. Some people don't. Some people have like really hairy assholes. Some people don't. Yeah. Um, I just think it's sort of strange that there's such variety there. Well, I mean, it's probably just evolutionary. The people like me that have less hair um, also have higher IQs (laughs) uh, or better at things. (laughs) Right. So on and so forth. Right, right, right. Yeah, my skin is a little swarthy, so clearly I didn't have say anything about that. <laughs> inferior genetics. Jesus. I just said I was just talking about hair. I want to be very clear. I'm not don't don't try to Michael Richards me here. Uh-huh. Right. Um Okay. Yeah, well, the the context I was thinking about this is uh if a woman uses a razor to shave her vagina, shave her that shave her pubic area. Uh, it's hard to get everywhere, right? Like there, there can be some yeah. missed follicles, you know, they would have to like pull their labia back and like, you know, try and get like right at the edge where the hair stops growing. It's not just there. I mean, uh, for example, I've been, um, for the last like two months participating, maybe more actually participating in master's swim, which is this thing where you wake up at an ungodly hour, like five. Well, you don't mind that, but for most people, it's irritating <laughs> to get up at five 30 in the morning and go to a yeah. swimming pool. And it's in California, it's been raining and freezing. So, you know, you're jumping in when it's the water's actually feels warm anyway. Such dedication. Uh, I'm not, um, 
the fastest. I'm not the slowest, but I'm sort of in the middle somewhere. And there are women in my lane. Um, okay. And I see where so, this is going. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, uh, you typically try to, there's actually like kind of a feel you get for, it's not that interesting, but keeping your hands kind of in the, where you can feel the kicking of the person in front of you, but you yep. can get a sense of when it's going to, you're going to hit their foot. Yep. And then if you stop feeling the kicking, you know, like <laughs> you, you're starting to fatigue out and that's, that's a good sign. You know, it tells you something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not infrequently, I wind up behind a woman and you know, there are situations while you're swimming, particularly if you're doing say breaststroke where you're looking forward, not down. Uh, and you, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much just staring at the yes. way women's bathing suits are. You're just staring yep. at their crotch area. Um, a man's bathing suit, even a speedo is covers more because they typically have some, some amount of shorts kind of feel to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas the woman's is just kind of a strap going up her crotch. Right. I mean, it's just <laughs> the way these things are designed. And, yeah. um, I have not detected any of this, but I have thought, um, probably every time I do this swim thing, I think, and I see a woman in that situation, I think to myself, gosh, like she has to, yeah, do, I mean, probably do a significant amount of grooming carefully just to yes. make it so that swimsuit, uh, is not exposing pubic hair. Like that's yeah. probably a lot of work actually. I think keeping your bikini line nice and clean is a huge hassle. And you know, some people get razor bumps and stuff, right? So. Yeah. I mean, in these, in like the, yeah, in these, these swimsuits, I mean, they, they're, they are pretty small. They've, they're, they're, they've reduced the amount of skin they cover. Uh, yeah. I think even a, even years. a speedo swimsuit made for lap swimming is still fairly immodest compared to, you know, something from 30 years ago or something. Right. And so they, and so there's really like a, a mental, I mean, I think women generally have to have a mental picture of where that line is. Uh, when they're in the shower or whatever, shaving. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's difficult. I'm sure it's difficult to get everything, but I think you're talking more about like the inner areas where a bathing suit would cover it. Sure. Well, maybe I mean, both. I don't know. It's just a chore. Like I think a lot of <laughs> female, like whatever, whatever, for whatever reason, the zeitgeist is currently to be, you know, as hairless as possible. Although there are some young women who are bringing back armpit hair but that's no, I don't that, think that's I mean, like a counter trend i think i think you're you're actually more likely to see a woman with armpit hair and a waxed pussy than you are to see oh uh, sure that's the right. opposite let me ask you this this is a little t- tangentially related do you ever feel weird or self-conscious or maybe not self-conscious the wrong word but find it kind of odd to compliment a woman on her looks and yes. I, the reason why i'm at, yeah because it's 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 kind of a pretty well, they seem to like it, but it's a pretty anti-feminist thing to do. Ultimately, I strongly yeah. agree. I, uh, yeah, you're basically conceding that one of the things that you're seeing a value in them is the way they look, which is like the opposite of feminism, right? And I mean, now to one extent, you, I mean, there are two ways that compliment works. One is you're just complimenting them on essentially genetic traits that they got when sure. they were born. Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, and the second one is things they do and that could be exercise, but a lot of it for a woman is this kind of grooming stuff. And so yeah, there is a significant positive payoff they get. I mean, for a man, if you were, let's say a cyclist or for swimming, I think men do also shave, uh, to, I don't, I'm not sure it actually improves their times. I think we've discussed this before and it does almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Like yeah, a man can do that. Uh, but the payoff is that is, is, is some very minor, athletic performance payoff. But for women, there's like a, actually a pretty good, uh, 
payoff they get for this grooming behavior, right? So it's not, you're saying it's kind of annoying, but on the other hand, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, it would be like if you, um, if people complimented you every time you shaved your face really well or something. So there's, you know, it's not that bad because they're getting, they're, they're getting like a positive payoff from it. And it's something that intrinsically they don't mind or even can be proud of being complimented for, even though that's sort of an anti-feminist thing to have happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, there's another aspect, which is if they are groomed in a certain way, the first time you see them naked, it is a tell that they were planning on getting naked all along. Oh, sure. Yes. Well, it's either either that or that they're always groomed that way. Isn't there like an Ed Sheeran song that's like, you looked wonderful tonight or something? You, I don't know. Uh, I always, it's a song that's sort of perfect. You look perfect. You looked, you look perfect tonight. Okay. (laughs) Just different from being perfect. (laughs) It's just kind of a, it's a funny lyric to me because yeah. yeah, Oh, I see. uh, You heard it, darling. You look perfect tonight because in, now if you listen to the entire lyric of the song, I don't really like Ed Sheeran. Actually, I don't like him at all, but I've been forced to listen to the song a number of times. And uh, if you listen to the lyric, it's because she's self-conscious about the way she looks. Yeah, but still, uh, it's interesting that like that. Yeah, it's the specific phraseology. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, it's like, uh, are you having a good time, uh, honey? And you say you look perfect tonight. Right. It's like right. It's, it sort of suggests there's something else that's a problem. Right. Well, you look perfect, but uh, <laughs> you're retarded. You're no, an it's, idiot. it's it's similar to uh, you know that stupid Mariah Carey Christmas song, and it starts with she says something like, "I don't want a lot for Christmas," and then. She goes on to say, all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> it's right. like this. It's actually sort of a sick burn. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's move on to this uh, Sugar Lifestyle Forum post you sent me. I haven't I haven't read it. Yeah. And it's the woman who has, she's uh, extolling the virtues of her sugar daddy. There's a lot of, uh, this forum, I mean, we, we send each other links from it somewhat frequently because it has a yeah. lot of delusion, a lot of confusion. Yeah. On both the male and female sides. Oh, both sides. There's no question. And the female side tends to, so the male side is often men just being overly generous or it's not just actually overly generous, but also misunderstanding the nature of the relationship or thinking in these very romantic ways about the relationship. That's frankly kind of sickening Uh, often. uh, Maybe that's just my, no, that's, that's a, that's a proper read. Okay, good. And then, but this one is a woman who's super excited because the guy, her sugar daddy gave her her entire year's allowance up front. I mean, we're in the month of January. And so she's yeah. saying, what a wonderful guy. And I, I, isn't it, I mean, you're looking at it, isn't it just sort of like a laundry list of how awesome this guy is basically? I, I mean, I'm sort of looking forward to reading this. I, the one thing that strikes out, sticks out, it comes at the end. Uh, he's 68 years old. <laughs> She's she's 28. All right, I'm just going to read this. All right. Uh, It's a bit lengthy, so bear with us here. Don't know how I got here, but after going through an earth-shaking heartbreak, I started sugaring again in August. Again. In October, (laughs) I met my SBF, which means... uh, Sugar boyfriend. Sugar boyfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I almost... My first thought was sugar best friend. And I thought, that's a weird concept. No, it's boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's been so kind and caring and sweet. He just gave me a generous allowance every time I came over for PPM, which means Mm. uh, paper meat. We never discussed any hard details of an arrangement until this past Saturday. 
He recently retired, put most of it away, but budgeted a certain amount for a certain number of years. He also did not have my PPM out waiting like it usually was. I wanted to try and budget too, so I breached the subject breached the Broached, subject yeah. of arrangement details. He was a little uncomfortable, and the conversation was definitely uncomfortable, but Jesus Christ, my sugar boyfriend, decided the best way for us to proceed is if he gives me my allowance up front for the entire year. I got the first portion of it Saturday, 11 times my PPM in hand in one night. Holy shit, I'm still finding it hard to believe this is happening. It honestly changes my life already. I'm sure this is wildly ridiculous situation for a sugar relationship, and I couldn't find any posts about an upfront yearly allowance. So I had to document that I am receiving my allowance yearly. Most men think the sugar baby would leave. Most sugar babies probably would. I'm not going anywhere. No one has ever cooked for me before, and this man has cooked for me from scratch multiple times and remembers my dietary constraints, is a phenomenal mentor, and has a big old dick that still works. Uh, okay emoji <laughs> thumbs up emoji Jesus, it's possible to works. receive a yearly allowance but i sure as shit did not ask for it and i've come to tell i've come to telling him i love you plenty of times before this past weekend safe mm-hmm. to say i'm a lucky baby we have a 60 year old male 28 year old female dynamic i spend a weekend at his place once or twice a month i've been on a couple little road trips one overnight trip and have two larger trips with airfare scheduled i can't believe someone Airfare scheduled? Man, sorry. I, I promise I wasn't going to perseverate over grammar stuff. I can't believe someone has been so kind to me. They think that I'm worth spending like this. He always says he wishes me we met a long time ago, like physically impossible, lol, like both in our 30s. And fuck, I wish we did too. I think I love him. <laughs> Thank you, universe. Thank you guys for reading. Good luck. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good morning, and good night. <sighs> That's, uh, you know what that is, right? Uh, a, I don't like movies, but that's a quote from the Truman Show. Oh, I don't I know, like movies. I know I Edward, also hate Ed, animals. Edward Murrow f- famously signed off his broadcasts. Good night and good luck. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, this feels a little, I don't know if nauseating is the right word. I, I don't yeah. like what's going on here. Why did he do that? Well, I, I I hadn't read it as carefully. I mean, it was interesting to because I I think I'd skimmed it before and yeah. went down to the comments. Uh, one thing I didn't catch before was that they're only meeting up a, a couple times a month. Uh, so I guess his dick doesn't work that well. Yeah. Um, or he's and also there's some implication here that he's a little financially constrained because he like set aside things from his retirement. Yeah. But setting that, so, so I I suspect it's so the numbers may not be large here, but you know they're large. There, there's it's something she's excited about it. Right. Um, what's going on? I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's, uh, being optimistic and hopeful. Um, but yeah, do you want me to give my take on this first or do you want to? I'm ready. Yeah. Hit me. Okay. Hit so us. this may just be because I've watched too much of, uh, the Jerry Springer show and, or judge Judy, but I know, uh, that, the way these situations go is that even though she has the, the best of intentions, she just is going to run out of money. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and the, here's, here's what the, 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 the beautiful part of this is for me is that this, uh, thing that she believes right now, this attitude she has toward him that I think she believes and it's, it's a genuine ad, uh, uh, feeling. She loves him. Right. Is going to change. And I think it's going to change, uh, I, I, I predict that by like, say this November, well, they won't be talking by then, but say this summer, <laughs> she's going to be angry with him because he's so stingy, right? Because she will go through the money 
And then she will slowly have like this sort of subconscious attitude shift over to like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> She'll, yeah. She, so it's, he's making a terrible decision here. He's, it's actually, he's actually uh, hurting her. He shouldn't do this. Like she will, she will mismanage this. And as night turns to day, like she will wind up blowing this up because of that. Is my Let's take. say the total amount of money he's going to give her over the course of the year is 50 grand. It can't be that much, but let's I know, say. But let's say it is. Uh, should he, I mean, basically, I think he wants some sort of like incre- increasing amount you're giving. Like he could tell her, I'm going to give you X the first month, 2X the second month, 3X the fourth month, 4X the fifth month. Uh, Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, sure. Right. Like this thing that he's done is he's basically paid for nebulous services that aren't contractually agreed upon entirely up front in a way that like and and it's not just the money. Like they're they're not there's no like actual contract. So so it's not even clear what the expectations on both sides are. But the one thing that you can be sure is that she's gonna wonder what else she can get. Because he's given everything up front, right? And so, like, it's impossible for her not to. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it has to be that sort of uh, nefarious isn't the right word, but but sort of calculating on her part. I actually think that even a person that's totally well intentioned, even taking her at her word, I don't think that she can manage this situation psychologically. And I think the story arc of this is almost certain to be. Uh, she's really, she, she feels great toward him now and she will hate him. She will actually never talk to him again, starting in like September. Right. And then but, sometime in the immediate middle there, she will actually be very angry with him. Okay. And it's so because, we can, yeah. We can quibble about like the specifics of why this is a mistake, but mm-hmm. why would he do this? Well, because he's thinking, oh, this will lock her down. Like I found my soulmate or whatever. And he's thinking, oh, I'm going to do this. And the thing that's funny, the thing I think is funny about it is even if like, let's say that's true. Let's say that like they really are super compatible and it is kind of sad that they're 40 years different in age and they have like, they just, yeah, they just have this connection. I mean, that's a thing that, 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 that happens that people just, yeah, people connect in a, in an unusual way. Maybe there's something about their personalities or childhood or something, but, but, uh, even let's, okay. If he came to me as the expert I am on mm-hmm. amorous relationships. Mm-hmm. I would say to him, do definitely do not do this. You yeah. should, you're actually being unkind to her and the relationship. You're going to actually make her life worse. It would be like if you, if you hired somebody just for a job and you had the choice between, and, and let's say they had the choice between getting paid everything up front at the beginning of the year or getting the money monthly, setting aside the fact that they could be, yes, they could be a a sharpie and like take the money and then run and get another job. Let's say they couldn't do that or something. Like yeah, yeah. People that actually is worse for them. Like yes. people think, oh, this will be better for me. Yes. It's actually worse for you because you will mismanage the situation. You will wind up at odds with this person that actually is a benefactor, and you will wind up sad. And so he, what he's actually done is he's actually like destroyed this relationship and this woman. And like it's just this. He's, he basically um, did. I talk about the the story I had GPT write last week about. Uh, uh, the man putting the grenade up the woman's vagina. Uh, I don't remember if I did. I, I had to write a story. It's, it's not ringing a bell. Yeah, so I had to I I write a story where a woman is tied to a bed. A man comes in the room, puts a grenade in her vagina and runs away. Uh-huh. And then I had to rewrite it so as the as the grenade is about to explode, she has an orgasm. And so it's actually quite a good story that maybe I'll read sometime. <laughs> uh, because it was, yeah, it was a mixture of like this horror movie and uh, right. romance novel. But uh 
that's what this guy's done is he's put a figurative grenade up her vagina. Yeah. Yeah. He's guaranteeing trouble down the road. Yes. And he could have just said, look, like I, I he could have done, th- th- yeah, he, right. It's, it's the equivalent of like giving your, your kid drops out of college and you give them their college fund. It's is like, this don't a- do that. Like parcel it out. Is this elder abuse? <laughs> well, it was a gift. Yeah. But I mean, well, <laughs> that's what people do. They groom old people awesome. because they're sort of desperate and I don't they think, get them to like make financial mistakes. I think generally, as long as your dick still works and you're, you're okay. nutting in or on the woman, nothing can be construed as elder abuse. I don't, I don't think. What so. if I he like, was 88? I, like I know. It's like Anna Nicole Smith, right? Right. Yeah, it's it's a really good question, and, and I it, it would not surprise me. I don't. I'm not familiar with the court cases around the will of the guy who was her husband that I don't remember his name. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I would the people who were disinherited or that she took the money, you know, that she got the money yeah. instead. I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. they argued things like that. But that's what I would do if I were standing to inherit like a billion dollars and it went away because of Anne yeah. Nicole Smith. I mean, if I had a billion dollars and I knew I had three years to live, mm, I might yeah. blow it on you know some pretty young thing. I saw an article. I saw an article recently, actually like yesterday that I thought was a very nice article about a man who was suicidal Uh and he called a suicide hotline and they, you know, they were talking to him and the, the reason he was suicidal was he just didn't have female companionship. And the person said, Hey, why don't you just take some money and go down to Mexico and fuck a bunch of uh, prostitutes? Uh And the guy said, okay, I'll do that. And it turned his life around. <laughs> he, you know, the article was all about how like, he's like, yeah, I now have like a reason to live. Like, this is just what I was missing. <laughs> they've, di- they've discussed uh, <laughs> something more formal than that in the Netherlands, right? Like having sex therapists available for everybody mm-hmm. at any time. The only thing I know about that is I know that in Japan, they have sex therapists available for men who have illnesses that prevent themselves from masturbating, like say cerebral yeah. palsy or something. And I've actually seen a video I watched it so you don't have to of a woman masturbating a man who like was very unable to control his body. What was her uniform? She's just a nursing. Yeah. 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 It was very professional. Yeah. It's mechanical. Yeah. Oh uh, no. I mean, she was, she was actually, I, I would say she was a little better than that. She was genuinely <laughs> nice to the guy. I think she felt like she was doing a real service there. I don't know. Do like, they like talk th- about the weather or what do they? I'm not sure he could speak. <laughs> okay. He was pretty, he was, he's not doing, he wasn't having a great time, but he did seem to enjoy the orgasm. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I bet. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on here. Yeah. Um, this person wonders, is it petty if I refuse to give him a blowjob because he won't lick my clit? He refuses to even lick my clit. I told him he doesn't even need to stick his tongue in. Therefore, I'm going to stop giving him blowjobs. Stick his Is that tongue. petty and mean of me? It worried. I'm worried it might backfire. Yeah, that's weird. That the sticking your tongue in the vagina. It's not really what women want. I mean, it's really, like a, you've never, you've never. I mean, is it? I, I have, but like, I think what they want is your tongue on their clit. Sure, but maybe it like there's some sort of extra mental stimulation. I, I don't think oh, it sure. physically adds sure, much, sure. but mentally yeah, it's not, sort of I'd, exciting. Yeah. I mean, I've done it many, many, many times, but like, okay, she's not making a big sacrifice by saying you don't need to stick it. You don't need to stick your tongue. So when you do that, what's your mentality? So you're, you're on, you're on the clit doing, let's say the uh, Kiven technique. 
Probably not doing the Kivin technique. Kivin technique is going. Forget what the Kivin technique was. It's a really good one. It's where you turn your head 90 degrees to the the sort of slit of her vulva and you lick. That way, the up down, yeah, the up down licking with your. And and if actually, if you watch lesbian porn, like they very often do that. Like it's, yeah, it's, and and men don't do it, which is sort of funny. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so you're, you're, let's say not Kivin, because then we've got this perpendicularity that's difficult. So let's just say your classic technique. Okay. So. You start migrating down, you pass the urethra, mm-hmm. uh, which you may or may not actually be able to feel, but, and then you, what, you stick your tongue as far in as you can? Is that what your move is? No, this is the thing that I said I don't do. You just said you've done it many, many times. Well, I mean, it happens, but I don't okay, have well, like I'm a trying specific, to understand. I don't have like a specific thing I'm, you know, waiting to deploy. Oh yeah. Well, why do you do it at all? Then I mean, is there? I, I figure oh. there's some kind of a move you have. Oh, I don't know. It, I don't know. It's like a parlor trick, or it, maybe I want to do it or something. Okay, so you want to get you know, you, like you, I, I get, try to I get really up in there, man. I get, I get all do you, that flavor. You get it as deep as you can. I guess I don't okay. know. And I'm, it's probably I'm for just a couple to, seconds. I'm trying to imagine back. Yeah, yeah. Imagine back. I'm sure this was. I mean, you can't really, you can't really, you can't pump your tongue like you can pump your, your cock. So you don't try it. You, I think you could. Uh, I don't I think, think I, I could that. get the same velocity. Well, I yeah, certainly can't true. get the same depth. Uh, okay. So your, your, your tongue must be pretty short then. <laughs> my, my tongue is, is uh, shorter than, than my penis. Oh, interesting. Um, so, okay. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's sort of common. So you, do you, is, is it, is it, yeah. I mean, do you ever like, uh, suck the two, uh, labia into your mouth and go, <laughs> uh, you would have to do that sort of near the top, I guess, where they come together. No, you can, I mean, well, you can sort of, I guess I you mean, can push them together and then create some suction. Well, I guess it depends on whether we're talking in or out or I'm talking in or I guess. Yeah. Somebody who has some amount of material there to work with. I don't I don't think that's part of my normal pattern. All right. All right. Okay. Um Yeah, so okay, so I forgot what the question the person had was. <laughs> Is it petty if she refuses to give him a blowjob because he won't lick her clit? That sounds right. I mean, I don't know. It's it's well, I mean suggests that he has he's not overcoming his disgust of her body properly thus she's it's there's probably a larger issue at play here well and it also suggests that she doesn't really want to give him blowjob she's just doing it obligatorily which of course is something that i've argued that many women are doing well i mean the problem with that like, argument like she's viewing it at, uh, it's unclear because this thing is only a few sentences but it's unclear if the reason why she doesn't want to give him a blowjob is she's, she's going to make this, she loves giving blowjobs, but she's going to sacrifice that because she thinks that he loves it even more. So there's like a positive sum for her. If she stops giving him blow, a positive sum of pettiness, if she doesn't give him a blowjob or she doesn't really like giving a blowjob, she's only doing it as some sort of reciprocity quid pro quo thing where she, the only reason she gives him blowjobs is so that he'll go down on her. It's not clear I, yeah. which, which is the situation here. I think that's right. I, th- I think the only point I want to add here is that when you say, this is an important point to me that I want to make. When you say that the woman is giving a blow out of obligation, I think you're neglecting the reality 
that in most obligation is a weird word, but I'll just stick with it. That in many, many cases, they're just having sex with you out of obligation too. If, but, and I put it, I would put like a big asterisk next to the word obligation because it's that the definition of that word matters a lot. But like the feeling, the feeling that you're worried about them having for you blowing you isn't that different than the feeling for the whole activity. Like, look, I mean, that's, it's not their primary uh, goal in in, in dating you. This is like the opposite of the therapy I need. Like, I need therapy to make me more okay with receiving blowjobs. I don't need therapy to extend my not okayness of receiving blowjobs to also feeling uncomfortable with having sex. Well, I mean, I just think, well, I mean, there's two ways that could go. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it doesn't have to blanket your whole experience. You could instead just uh, reach some sort of homeostasis with the reality that like the way men and women look at this thing is pretty different. And so it's, yeah, yeah, they don't, they just don't, they don't care in the way you do about what's happening. And so it's like, oh, I, I have to do that now. Now, if it was analingus or something like that, yeah, I mean, so if this question was transmuted into, uh, I, I don't, I'm going to stop giving him blows because he won't give me analingus or what, or, or vice versa, whatever it is. Well, yeah. now you're in some kind of kink territory, but as long as the things are kind of normal things that are being asked for, like they just don't care that much. Like it's not, it's yeah. And, and, and then it's more, yeah. What percentage of non North American or European relationships do you think have regular fellatio versus regular what is it cunnilingus cunnilingus there's no cunnilingus right yeah you there mean is. non-west it's just non-western european you, you mean more traditional kind of uh, right it's toward the end yeah you mean more traditional societies not like western european not, yes uh, oh i think cunnilingus is incredibly low okay and do you think it's like uh, f- five to one have both? And oh, sorry, five have just fellatio and one has both. I think it's I think it's more than ten. that. I think it's yeah, yeah, like okay. more than ten. I, I agree. You were you were making some sort of argument about what's normal. I mean, I guess it is normal. It's, it's certainly normally expected. In oh, you mean the United States versus versus yeah, uh, or analingus or any of these sorts of things. That that wasn't the point I was making. The point I was making is that the that the woman is relatively indifferent between the two activity, the multiple activities here. Uh, I see. Your thought is, oh, a PIV is so much better for her. <laughs> it, she just doesn't care that much. I mean, sure, they like you know, they're mostly they like intimacy. Right. And so it's, these things are all kind of intimate. Now, if you want them to do something that's actually actively gross, you think giving a blow is actively gross, which they don't because they're female and they, the male yeah. body's not as gross to them as it is to you. Well, but, and during arousal, their disgust is suppressed. Sure. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the, the thing, the, the, the real thing that I, yeah, I mean, first of all, this guy is not that attracted to this woman probably. And secondly, uh, she's not doing it probably because she has this huge sex drive and wants oral, notwithstanding some of the people we've dealt with on the show who do have women who right, do have high right, sex right. drives. We, but I think those are self-selected. Yes, I'm thinking of you, young lady who's listening. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, um, the, the woman would be doing this as like a tit for tat move. Like, oh, well, I'm just trying to, I'm just, you know, I just want to like get him back. And it's like, okay. Yeah, but that seems pretty unhealthy. And it's not it's not redressing the real issue here, which is that he's he's not interested in her body as much as she wants him to be. I think that by the way, I think that men, when you ask that thing about the ten to one in like other countries, yeah, uh, 
I don't think that's because the guys are like turned off by the woman or something. I think it's just like not, they just, it's just not like part of their culture. They don't care as much. You know, it's not, I think it's, not. And, and, oh, and also like female orgasm, I think is complicated. You know, there are places, there's a lot of places where female orgasm virtually never happens because they're just yeah. not educated. So. But I mean, there's, I mean, I, I guess Brazil is considered first world in, in some circles. There's, I mean, I know in Brazil that giving a girl oral is considered pretty submissive. And okay. Sort of yeah, frowned upon. Be. I don't know though. Like it's you know people. Maybe that's still changing. Doing it. They just don't talk about, about it. It's a bit old. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, let's jump around here. So this person talked about. She says, "My husband's penis is suddenly grossing me out. I enjoy giving my spouse blowjobs a lot. He's a very clean man, and his penis is always clean and never smelly or anything like that." Those are weird things to say if she really enjoys it. Anyway. Uh, I was giving him a blowjob the other night and the natural smell of it started grossing me out. This is how it always has smelled and never bothered me before. I was barely able to give the blowjob over how much it was grossing me out. Even now, while typing this out and thinking about the smell and taste of his penis is disgusting to me. It didn't smell or taste any different and it's never bothered me before, but it grossed me out a lot out of nowhere. Has this happened to anyone else? Does anyone know what would cause this sudden disgust? Update. I am not pregnant. So basically everyone said what? you might be, pre- everybody oh, in the comments said she might be pregnant. I, this makes me think of an incident um, yesterday during master's swimming. So I <laughs> I had to, I got there at 545 or whatever, and I was getting my Speedo on and my goggles and my blah, blah, blah. And I was, so I always go in the shower beforehand and I rinse off and I actually like soap my asshole. Nice. I, yes, I'm trying to be, I actually do that before I get in the pool. I think it's polite. Yeah. So this dude, I, I won't say his name because uh, he might actually listen and I yeah, might be able to triangulate something here, but he's, yeah. uh, I'll call him John. Okay. So John, well, okay. He's, he, so I, I, he's in the stall of the toilet. I don't know exactly know what happens in there. He flushes <laughs> and then he just goes straight to the pool <laughs> and John swims in my lane. And so, and this is relevant to this question because I, the whole time, like I actually like I had to stop. I had to actively stop thinking about it because it was starting to make me nauseous. I'm like, fuck, I'm, I have John's turds right. all around me. And this right. is not really right because of the dilution of the pool. I know that, but I was actually having trouble. So this could be some sort of like psychological focusing thing. Like there's a smell and she just got kind of anchored on it, you know, hmm. like I did with John. I mean, I, I would, yeah, you, you have to actually make yourself stop thinking about it for a few minutes because there is, I mean, I think there is like, I've noticed before even though I, I take lots of showers and stuff like, yeah, there can be something going on there. Right. I mean, I, oh, she, sorry, she I can't goes, just directly smell. I'll touch my, I'll touch my penis, my fingers and smell my finger. Yeah. It's not, I'm not, I mean, yeah. she goes to like great length to say that it didn't smell or taste any different. And it's never bothered me before. Now, maybe she's wrong and it was much stronger than normal, but, she maybe doesn't was, seem to think it is. Did, did anybody in the comments suggest that maybe he started, he was fucking another chick? Cause that's like the thing I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, that implies that it smells differently. It seems, I, I, there, like, it seems possible that women could, there could be adapt, adaptive for women to be able to smell that shit. Right. Yeah. A woman. Yeah. She's like, wait, your dick smells wrong. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what this is. Actually, now I'm starting to convince myself that's what's going <laughs> on here. Is he fucked some other chick and she's smelling that and she's like, ooh, because that's what that makes sense, right? That makes sense to me. Total sense that a woman would have that ability. I, I wonder if anybody's researched this. I mean, Were it's pretty like, sociopathic to not shower after a 
but it's after it cheating on your wife it stays it does linger you know that. i feel like i feel yeah. like you can get most of it with one shower but well i mean I, think about this like the in a blind smell test i think i might still be able to tell some amount of that fluid is going to get jammed up your urethra at a minimum and yeah you can pee but it's not all going to come out and so then it's going to repopulate yeah. the area like i think you have <laughs> some period of time there and like that that strikes me as absolutely something a woman's nose should be attuned to and then jumps all over that so this is this is i think this is what she's not pregnant somebody else is getting impregnated yeah. that's yeah that's what it is okay i don't think that's what it is but i like that so let's move on do you think and i also don't think i don't know you we've talked about before that you you suspect that you have had sex with a woman when that woman had sex with another man less than 40 24 hours beforehand like you yeah. suspect that you can't be sure yeah but you don't have any such experience of like kind of getting a whiff or a weird thing and, mm. and, and there's really no reason why a man well maybe a man would care because he cares which person uh fathered the kids but a woman would really care right like prehistorically because it's like she wants to know if her man's out there like fucking other chicks that's yeah. important yeah so right. yeah i don't I've definitely not been able to tell through some sort of physical evidence. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, in high school, my first ever girlfriend, I went over to her house once and she had like all these markings on her neck mm. and they were hickeys, but they were like so aggressive. It looked like bruising. Yeah. I, I was like, I think I was 16 and... I didn't really know what it was. I was like really concerned for her. I was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Well, wait, were they from you? No, they were not. Ooh. Yeah, oh. brutal. Was she, only, was she honest only, about it? Or? Only time to my knowledge that I've been that I've been cheated on. Yeah, she was honest about it, but it was sort of comical because she just assumed that the physical evidence was so obvious that like immediately I would be like, oh my God, I can't believe you've done this. But my reaction was like, oh my God, are you okay? What happened? Right, was like, someone choking you out? <laughs> right, like I didn't... She thought that like the chick was up and that, you know, there was no way to, uh, to hide it anymore. But my super naive and young reaction was, yeah. So she had to like sort of walk me to it, which must've been sort of painful. You know how like, uh, in, um, in spy movies or whatever, like the, the police movies. And also I think this is a thing with clothing. I know that you're an amateur shoplifter of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, so you might know about this. And I think we did had to, didn't we have to cut off one of those tags one time off of something? <laughs> yes. As a, yeah. So we just use like a wire cutter, but yeah. Uh, the, the, so typically those things, <laughs> uh, when I'm saying those things, I mean the, the things that set off the alarm when you try to steal something uh, as we do. And, um, uh, it's, we do yeah. it for the thrill, not we got the cash. It's just hypothetically, if, if that happened, it was because that shop had wronged me for much greater than the value. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's item. always how it is. This shop is constantly wrong. <laughs> Definitely. Me. Yeah. Uh, so, but the, they, 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 they put a bunch of ink comes out of them sometimes that yeah. covers the garment or whatever the thing yeah. you've taken is. Yeah. Um, I was thinking in my head, it'd be interesting if like women's, if women evolved the ability to be like a squid or a skunk, I guess, but a squid more. <laughs> To have some ink come out of their vagina when they orgasm or when you orgasm or something. So then you would be marked. It would just make while. society very different. Yeah. If, and it was just a marking that lasted like a week. It'd be like, fuck. That, that would be a very effective way to, to wow. do this. Yeah. That would be very adaptive. Yes. Well, maybe Well, maybe the odor is even better because on, like, if only other women can smell it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 
I'm I'm not convinced that's the case. It's an interesting I feel like there theory, is an though. experiment that could be a researcher could do an experiment here. They could you could um have married men and have it reminds me of the um vat what was that thing that you tried in in Europe this last summer with the uh the vaginal swabbing uh on the, the oh the, yeah what vabbing dabbing vabbing va- vabbing, va- is what it's vabbing. yeah yeah and so it's like that you would have a married man and you could i mean they don't have to fuck another woman you could just get secretions and put them on their penis have them take a shower and then see if like their wife can sell tell on what days they did that and yeah. i i wonder i wonder like your penis don't smell good today it's like yep <laughs> it's testable i wonder too but i'm less certain of the outcome than you seem to be hmm. yeah that's what the person's worried about too, by the way, I suspect. That's why they post yeah, for the I wonder. Yeah. yeah. All right. This one is a little bit dicey. Good. At least I think it might be. Uh, they say, uh, this is a woman, I have fantasies that I'm not sure they are acceptable or right. Here's the thing. Hmm. I created this new account to ask this because my sister follows my original account and I didn't want her to know about this. I have a lot of fantasies and in all of them, I'm being used by men. Yes. Either I'm being shared by them or they take me when whenever they want, even if I don't want to, or they use me as their toy. I've been having these fantasies for a long time now, but I can't stop thinking that there's something wrong with me. I feel like I shouldn't have these fantasies because I shouldn't want to be used. Does this mean I have low self-esteem? I don't think I have low self-esteem, honestly, or is this normal? I'm young and I've never had sex before, so I don't know if these fantasies will change once I I have sex or if they'll stay. I just need to know if there's something wrong with me. I mean, men have fantasies that go the other route, the other direction, right? Men have- Yes, I mean, I those to... are absolutely forbidden. What do you mean? Like if if somebody was like, well, you know, I have like, you know, rape fantasies. No, I had a fantasy. I, I think, they would, be, I think they would be deeply shamed and told that it's wrong to to have those okay, fantasies. Well, is it, uh, hang on. So I had a fantasy in high school that I figured out how to hypnotize this girl in my class. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I would hypnotize her and then she would have sex with me and then I would tell her to forget it. And then I did it repeatedly. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? I mean. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty cool fantasy. How do you, I mean, the, the thing that I wrote on our spreadsheet here is like, who decides what's okay to imagine? Like, I think. Oh, that's easy. It's AOC. All of the response, right? All of the responses here are, this is a very normal fantasy. And please understand that fantasies are just imaginations. It doesn't mean that you want that in real life. Okay, fine. But if I said that I had like some sort of like pediatric necrophiliac bestiality, <laughs> like I, I want to fuck dead puppies, right? Like people would- well, Pediatric though, where was that? That's a puppy. P- pediatric is not a puppy. Pediatric's a, a child. Oh, pediatric doesn't just mean young. Pediatric necrophilia was a really good one, and then you threw in. The well, I was trying to get bestiality no in there, so I hear it's like a young pediatric. Puppy. It's a, it's a pediatric, puppy that's not that's not of age. You like I, uh, this this one? I, I we have a listener that will enjoy this pediatric ne- necrophilia. You could be somebody who likes to um, who likes to <laughs> masturbate into uh, aborted fetuses. Oh, okay, oh, we Lord. lost all our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, wait, what is it if? You like small, uh, young animals. Nobody like that's not a. I mean, <laughs> bestiality, like a juvenile bestiality. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Wait, so wait, is saying, pedophilia does that necessarily mean human? Is pedophilia human? Yes. Yes. Okay. The I mean having okay, right. so having right, a right. fantasy about being about being a pedophile. I mean, obviously, is, is that's a that's a good example of one that uh, and just. 
for the record, neither of us has those fantasies. Yeah. I certainly don't. I uh, do but, not. Uh, having such a fantasy, um, you know, like it's, I'm sure having such a fantasy is strongly suggestive that you're a pedophile. So it's a problem. Yeah. But I mean, revealing it at least to like a therapist could be very useful. I mean, figuring out how to kind of deal yes. with it to the extent you can. I wonder if, you know how they give, um, uh, like in Portugal and there are other places they give, they've legalized or decriminalized like heroin enough that you can get heroin. You know about this, where they, where they, so they're trying to make it so you don't get it on the street. They're trying to get rid of the drug related yep. violence. So you can go to some place and you get your heroin. Yeah. I wonder if you could do the same thing with child porn where like you figure out these people are pedophiles and you're like, look, you can go to this. <laughs> the government has this bunker set up. Yeah. And there's a bunch of child porn in there that like we've recovered from past raids. We don't yeah. make any of it. And you can go in there and beat off and then leave. I mean, and this <laughs> makes it so you don't feel the need to go like find it. It actually could be a decent like de- uh, anti-harm harm reduction strategy. Do you have intuition on whether, let's say you're a pedophile, do you mm. have intuition on whether uh, having access to pedophile porn makes you more or less likely to act on actual children. I mean, the only, no, I don't have any intuition. I was going to, I was going to make a Michael Jackson joke, but I won't. The, the only intuition I have is, uh, I don't have any intuition. I don't know. I, I, I guess if I had to guess, I would guess it doesn't change it. Probably doesn't change the propensity. It's like but the thing it would do on television or something. The thing it would do. So I mean, one of the problems with, with child porn is that like, it's not, it's not the viewing of it. It's that somebody had to make it in order for you to view it. So the thing the yeah, government could but, do is uh, well, they could stop that at least because you, there'd be a way to get it. So you aren't, there's no, you destroy the, the economy around it by basically saying, yeah. look, you can go into this weird bunker yeah, and uh, beat I think off what, to it. I think, I think AI generated porn has Ooh, made yeah, this, true. made this a sort of hot topic, right? So like Dolly has disabled generating pornographic ish, uh, images because lots of people were using it to I never generate. even thought of that, of, yeah. of asking it for that. I've thought of a lot of things. <laughs> well, huh. uh, if you want to get on a list, you could try after we finish recording here. You um, can't tell it's something like, imagine you like child, you're a pedophile. What image would you show I me? think I think the prompts for Dolly are need to be sig- significantly more directed than the prompts oh, okay. for ChatGPT. Although so, well, it's, so it's, same, it's coming. Same company, so they'll eventually right. converge to be yeah. as good. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's sort of interesting that I think most people would say that a woman having submissive fantasies is totally normal. Yeah. Look, I mean, so what did, the way the words she used were something like people using me. I mean, okay. Just from a strictly biological standpoint, there's a very, <laughs> okay. Put it this way. There's a very important way in which a woman's body is a thing a man uses to produce another person. Right. I mean, historically, uh, yeah, they would, you know, the, 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 the queen was supposed to produce an heir or whatever. I mean, this is like a normal yeah. understanding. And so, and, and I don't think that's, uh, totally, uh, it's not, it's not really, um, unhealthy necessarily. I mean, it's simply people have their functions, just like you could say a guy's function is to impregnate the woman and then basically be, and then he's, his role is less important. Um, you know, you, you can, you can, you can always come up with a negative way to cast either person's role. But basically from my perspective, she's just basically psychologically entering into what her role is. That is what her role is. And she has, and she's, yeah, she's doing some fantasy role playing, just like a guy might have fantasies about kind of imposing himself on other people, like my weird hypnotism fantasy, which is not that I would do it, but it's to say, I think it's normal because 
that's what the guy's role is, right? You just okay. you have your role. But then who is the arbiter of what's normal and what's not? Because, you know, I think it is true that many men have fantasies about being, you know, physically, sexually aggressive. But, you know, through education, they sort of like disabuse themselves of that. And sure. I mean, just like you could have a fantasy about murdering people and, and but never do it. Or, you know, a kid who likes to play Call of Duty all the time and shoot people, but he's not going to go out and, and do that. Well, I think that thing. people would say that having fantasies about that, about, you know, murdering people all the time is actually bad because. Or I don't know. I mean, maybe I should argue like a further extreme. Like, I think people would say that having pedophiliac, pedophiliac, is that a word? Mm -hmm. Pedophilic. Pedophilic fantasies is bad because it implies something about you that would be harmful for society. Now, is it true that a woman fantasizing about uh, being raped, for example, could have harmful? I don't think, I mean, do you think that there's a, I mean, this is an interesting question. Do you think there's a significant problem of women uh, causing Acting. themselves to be raped? No, like for example, I don't. like women who just go out on the street and like and like lie down naked on the pavement with right. a sign that says "rape me." Like that's I, not a thing, right? I do think that some very, very, very small percentage of women might put themselves in danger intentionally, but I, I think it's not like a major societal issue. I think if anything, my intuition would be that preventing the fantasies would increase the odds of that. If anything, yeah, I'm not sure about the pedophilia one. That one I'm not positive about because that one's the thing with the pedophilia one is it's not in the kind of the normal arc. Of so it suggests something is messed up in the person's brain. The, the, these female ones are, nor, I think, just normal. I think that's actually the normal arc of female psychology. It's like, yeah, they, they, they. It's, I mean, read a romance novel. Like it's yeah. always some powerful, unreachable guy who the right. woman tames by letting him fuck her, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? and then and then he falls in love with her. Like that's, yeah, that's like how they internally represent uh, the state of relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like my idea of the child porn bunker, though. I think that that should be, maybe Congress should take that up. Yeah, I think there's been, I mean, I think there's been some discussion about uh, what to do with old confiscated child porn. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, the, I, uh, one big issue is that it can like continuously like re-trigger people. Like, I think there's some law in the United States where you basically have to get notified anytime. Like if you've been in some sort of like child porn content, yeah, there's some law where like you need to get notified anytime it's confiscated. Is that true? I think so. I think I've heard there was Jesus. a big New York Times expose on child pornography like three years ago talking about like how Facebook and Twitter and other social media companies like try to manage their, their censoring of it. And like, it's really delicate. Like, what the employees who are in charge of like screening for that, you know, they need like therapy and they need to like actually look at these images. But is that illegal? Like it was, it was sort of an interesting philosophical had, discussion. They, I, I, I heard a thing on NPR. I try to avoid NPR because it's become so crazy, crazed to the left these days. But uh, it is my default set in my car. And um, <clears throat> they had a thing about these moderators for like Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And yeah. there was this guy in some country, I think in the Philippines, who claimed that he had just to repeatedly, repeatedly view videos of people's faces being cut off. 
Yeah. And I thought, my God, like how many videos are there? How many, like how, what's your, like, what's your gut on how many unique videos? So how many different incidents of face cutting off? My, been my intuition on this is, is basically worthless compared to yours. You consume no, way more extreme man, the content intuition than me. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, man, that'd be an easy job. No, but how, what's your <laughs> intuition? Not about how many uh, views such a thing would get, but how many unique times in like the last 30 years, somebody has videoed or even 10 years, somebody's face being cut off. Like how, how many videos could, like this guy's like, look, I just keep having to see these things. I was like, how many could there be? Yeah. I mean, I mean is look, it the same one again and again, or is he, is he just keep, you know, we've already burned our listener base to the, to the ground okay. on this episode. So I, right. I guess I could indulge this conversation, but how do you even cut a face off? I don't understand. I don't know. Well, that it's we, it's like, it it's like scalping, but on the, on the front. It was a really odd thing they said on NPR. I thought, yeah, exactly. I was thinking to myself, like, what? Like, I kind of want to see that video now. I mean, I don't really, but like, I mean, I've seen things that are tangential to that, but that's just, right. It seems very complicated. Is he, is he alive or dead? How is it tangential uh, to having your face cut off? Scalping? Well, are you asking what I've seen that's tangential to that? I mean, should we really keep, yeah, yeah yes. I've seen some bad stuff. <laughs> I, I will I will just say generally that I haven't run across like uh, videos f- uh, from Mexican drug cartels. Those yeah, things I mean, are this really kind of stuff used to bad. be way more common before yeah. most of the public forums that well, allowed this bandit, right? So there was like watch yeah. people die on subreddit and then there yeah. were, uh, on Reddit and there were- a There's a new other. one. I know, but they're not, they, they get sort of like taken down. It's not, it used to be sort of like a- I don't want to say mainstream, but way more mainstream, uh, not, you know, fetish isn't the word either, like proclivity. Um, people don't, people, it's, it's harder d- now. People get upset about that subreddit. I've learned several things from that subreddit. I've learned not to carry long metal ladders near electrical wires, <laughs> right? Never don't, to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, basically. Uh, don't, uh, don't, here's a good one. Don't, when you're in the passenger seat of a car. Oh no. That has an airbag. Don't put your feet. This is important. Don't put your feet up where the airbag is. Don't do that. I'm not, right. I don't need to go further. I know don't, people die that way. Yeah. Don't ever like put your head out the window of a car while it's driving, unless you're sure what's in front of you. All right. We're done. Okay. We, <laughs> we, we, we have seven minutes left. Let me see if I can read right. this back in. Is it appropriate to ask for aftercare in a friends with benefits relationship? I'm in a friends with benefits relationship with this guy I work with. There is a several year age gap as always, but I'm totally cool with it as it's just casual and I find it pretty hot. We've been messing around for several months now and have really gotten the hang of how to please each other. He's actually really eager to do things for me in particular, which is something I didn't really expect in the get-go. Yeah, God. From Anyways, the get-go, yeah. We don't, we don't just meet and fuck. We're pretty good friends and hang out for hours. He actually hmm. does mean something to me. And here we go. And I feel like we're pretty close. Although this isn't a relationship by any means, I did develop feelings in the beginning, but for the most part, I've gotten over it. One thing that bothers me, though, is that there is zero aftercare after sex. No cuddling, mm. no affection, nothing. I'm somebody who really needs these things, particularly after sex. Just makes me feel kind of empty, maybe a little sad, if we bang, and then just do something else or go some, somewhere directly afterwards. In the very beginning, he was pretty cuddly after sex, but definitely not now. Is it reasonable to ask him to provide aftercare like this? What should I, what would I, how would I do so? All right, we, I know what you're going to say, but. Oh, really? Give it a give it a try. Okay, yeah. Let me try and ape channel it. Affect you. Uh, you're gonna say mm. there's not really such things as a friends with benefit relationship for women. What she really wants is more intimacy from him. 
both in the bedroom Close. and out of the bedroom, et cetera, et cetera. Close. I mean, I think that I, I don't think that. Okay, so. That's close. Uh, so I, I, you're on on the, but it's I, I think it's meaningfully different. What I would say. Okay, here comes the nuance. Um, so, first of all, I think that her uh, whether a friends with benefits thing can exist or not depends very strongly on the woman's sex sex drive, which typically, not always, but typically has a lot I think to do with the woman's level of attractiveness, because it, the number of suitors that are interested in her matters. I think. Okay. So. So in my view, I'm viewing this as she's probably not that attractive because she wants a friends with benefits situation. Uh, and it's, it's probably because it's differentially harder for her to get a sexual partner. Okay. Um, now, with in terms of the aftercare, I think that she's misunderstanding the situation. If he started providing aftercare, she would resume having feelings. So, so actually the lack of right. aftercare is kind of important to maintaining this as a friends with benefits. She's basically saying, oh, I, you know, I want to, I want to, don't want to feel empty inside. It's like, look, lady, that's what, that's, that's the problem. That's, what, that's the yeah. point. That's what you're doing, going for yeah. here. He's, yeah, you're, you're basically having a male, <laughs> you're having the male sex experience. Like, look, I feel after, I feel empty afterward too. I just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I feel empty because my job during sex was to expel something into you. So I did it. And now I'm like, good. I'm, have you ever watched some TV? Cultivated a friends with benefits relationship yourself? Um, I mean, okay. I would say I have tried. However, I don't think that the woman ever un right. understood it that way. Yes. Well, I, maybe. I, no, I think one time maybe I had one where it was. Mutual. Because we kept, yeah, because she started dating another guy and I was like the creepy guy that kept, kept fucking her. <laughs> and so it was clear we weren't dating any longer. Right. And so, yeah, I, I had right. that experience and it was, and it was, I, I can only assume that it was because I was better at it than the guy she was dating. And so he, she was unsatisfied. Yeah. That's really, really a bad sign for uh, the other gentleman in that equation. They're still married, so. Oh God. Brutal. Brutal. And like, he probably doesn't know, right? Like you could, I don't know. Yeah. It's, a it's good like one of those things like, how can I end a marriage in one sentence? I'm um, sure he knows that we were intimate before him, at some point. I doubt that he knows the, the, the timeline the overlap. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it would end. I mean, it's probably been too long for it to end there, but yeah, it's certainly not that would, that would be a very difficult, uh, not, not not exactly like fun hot tub conversation, right? I don't. I mean, I asked because I'm not sure I ever have. I mean, I've certainly had relationships where you know there wasn't much substance, but I, yeah, I think like you say, the female was hoping it would develop into more. I think that, but but you're. I think one of the things you're doing is you're excluding. Yeah. Okay. That implicitly excludes a situation where you only have sex four times or something, because then yeah. it's it's all ambiguous. You but you're saying that you've never said to somebody, "Hey, let's establish that we're friends with benefits," and that's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that this I've gets tried. Back to that. Like I've tried like breaking up with people and being like, you know, if you still want to hang out every once in a while, I'm up for it. But they're always like, no, no, fuck you. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that I, this is that thing that we were texting about that you thought was insightful that I said, thank you for that, which was that like, I think that that is a tell on uh, 
something about your uh, value on a scale of one to 10 or something to women is that basically like men, yeah, it's, it's some kind of a, a corollary to the thing I said about, um, I think that women who engage in FWB situations tend to be ones that have a harder time finding partners, which does exist. That's just look online and you'll see women who, yep, it's believable, whether it's because they're attractiveness or age or behaviors or whatever. And I think there's some analog there with men is that if you're a, if you're above a certain bar, no woman is going to want to FWB you because you're more compelling. And so that, yeah, makes sense that you would not. I mean, and what does it say about me? that I was like the creepy guy sneaking in the window. Now, actually, yeah. I was that guy more than once, too. Maybe so. I'm not good enough in bed to justify friends with benefit. I think that it was- That the, can't be it. I think the thing that was going on for me was it was just clear that, you know, the woman was looking for a commitment and I wasn't going to do that. They were, you know, they were sure. looking, they were aiming for the altar. And I was yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. Well, that's time. Uh, that'll do it for episode 101 of Your Mileage May Vary. You can reach us at YMMVPod on Twitter or at YMMVPod at gmail.com. So you can ask us questions there and we can either answer them online if you like or not if you like. Uh, you can also give us feedback there. We somewhat famously pay $10 for any feedback for we receive just let us know how you want to be paid venmo or cash app or whatever it may be uh thanks for listening and we'll see you next week on your mileage may vary Je me veux